Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host, Kim Bellotto. We have a great show for you today. Our guest today is a new guest, Barbara Canales, who is currently an amazing, powerful petroleum engineer, as well as a port commissioner for beautiful Corpus Christi, Texas. But first, we do have to talk to our resident energy expert and associate editor of Shell Magazine, David Blackman. David, how are you today? Doing great, doing great. It's another beautiful week in Texas. A little chilly, but otherwise wonderful. This weather is just really uh, so cold. And and uh, I looked at our temperature last week, and it was uh, when we had the freeze here in uh, in the southern part of Texas. It was nineteen degrees. I know it's crazy. It is. So we go from uh you know a seventy eighty to nineteen degrees, and we've got global warming, right? Yep. <laughs> That's what's, that's what's causing all of it. It was eight degrees at our house Tuesday morning, you know. Eight? Eight. Yep. But we're up in North Texas, so yeah, yeah. it's a little different. But I, I didn't even realize it. I thought, wow, that's crazy. Well, I want to jump into our energy news because um, there are several th- big news items that are coming out this week. Uh, first is let's discuss the uh, Energy Information Administration, the project that uh, that the U.S. has ongoing uh, and it's set to uh, what hit record highs for oil production here in the next few months. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the significance of that and, and why is this happening, uh, first of all? Well, it's very significant. It, you know, it, and it really plays into the, the, the Trump administration's uh, agenda for U.S. energy dominance. Uh, a big part of the agenda is, uh, you know, maximizing production of U.S. oil and gas and uh, being able to export as much of that onto the international markets. Uh, so that provides the administration with with leverage in trade negotiations with other co- countries. So the more oil and natural gas we produce uh, here in the United States, the less we have to import from other countries uh, and the less we have to rely on other countries for our energy needs. And that's a, that's a huge factor for for our national security quite frankly um it's happening now um because for for a variety of reasons uh but the main two are uh the facts that uh, the price is stronger now Uh, we're in a mid 60 dollar price range for for west texas intermediate here in the u.s um costs are much lower than they were three years ago so break-even prices on these shale wells are much lower than they were and uh, the Trump administration has rescinded so many onerous regulations that the, it's easier for the companies to get their business done and uh, a lot more efficient. And all that, you know, plays in uh, together to create not just a strong oil and gas industry, but this booming economy we have. You know, we have now had three consecutive months of 3% economic growth for the first time in more than 10 years. And it's not an accident. It's not an accident. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> well, the uh, the EIA also announced 
that for the first time in 60 years, the U.S. has become a net exporter of LNG in 2017. And with all the new LNG export facilities that are going to be coming online this year and next year, is that going to improve the natural gas price? Because, you know, they're so low right now. Yeah, you know, I, I do think it'll firm the gas prices up that, plus uh, this extremely cold winter that we're having, uh, where we're getting storage levels way down to almost a five-year low now, uh, which is a big factor in determining natural gas prices. Uh, and, and the growing, you know, the more demand that is created for natural gas, uh, you, you know, just uh, helps to uh, get rid of the massive surplus that's, that's on the market and tone that down a little bit. Um, I don't think it'll it'll create any big spike in the natural gas price, but you know I think we can look out uh, in, in through 2018 and, and through 2019 and think that uh, it's perfectly reasonable to expect the price uh, you know to move up into the three to three dollar and fifty cent range rather than this two dollar and seventy cent to three dollar range that we've been stuck in for the last six or eight months. So that's all good. You know, the more more demand, the better. Exactly. Well, I want to go back uh, to your price, uh, that you, well, the price that you had discussed earlier about, you know, for the past couple of days, we've uh, been hitting some really high prices or considering where we've been for the last two and a half years on the price of crude. And um, my question is that with oil prices for WTI well over, what, 60 now, do you think that it can stay strong through 2018 or are we in jeopardy of drilling ourselves down to that lower price again, like we did last year? And, and, um, when I attended, uh, Tipro's conference a, a couple of years back, Harold Ham, uh, who's with Continental Resources had basically said this, that, you know, when we return, prices come back, we have to be careful not to drill too fast, too quick, and drive down the prices. So what are your thoughts? Well, and, and I think we learned that lesson last year. The industry did. Uh, it did ramp up drilling you know, too quickly and, and buy too much and drill the price back down into the low 40s. Uh, this year, we're not seeing that so far. By, by January 20th last year, uh, the industry had already activated more than 60 additional drilling rigs. Um, so far this year, according to the drilling info rig count, and I looked at it this morning, uh, we've only activated about 15 additional rigs so far. And so, you know, we're not seeing that gigantic, really rapid ramp up, at least to this point, uh, in new drilling activity. I think we'll see that. I think we'll see, uh, you know, probably 100 additional rigs come onto the market in the first half of this year. But, uh so there's two things to remember here. The market is probably overdue for correction. Uh, it seems to be overbought. Uh, these these speculators uh, have really uh, uh, overbought on long positions on oil. And so we're probably going to have a correction that'll see the price move back down to around $60, maybe even 58 But then for the rest of the year, you know, I just see the price going steadily upwards. Uh, unless Russia or Saudi Arabia make some irrational decision to flood the market with oil, I just think the price is going to steadily rise. And we're probably going to end up around 70 at the end of the year rather than, you know, 50 like some of these big banks uh, were projecting at the first of the year. The other thing to remember is these all these big banks, uh, you know, Citibank and, and, and Goldman Sachs and all these big 
uh, moneylenders have uh, all in the last week uh, adjusted their price forecast for 2018 significantly upwards. You know, Goldman was sitting at, at an average of 55 for the year. Now they're at 60, they, you know, and, and that's low. I, I think it's we're probably going to average 65 to $70 for the year. It's going to be a very good year for the oil market. Very good. For the last two years, it's been really hell on a lot of people and a lot of businesses. It really has. <laughs> I wonder also, uh, quickly, if uh, any of the budgets uh, that we saw coming out in uh, the latter part of, what, 2017 and, of course, early 2018 are an indicator as well of what they're planning on doing. And it doesn't look like they're planning on being really active in, in rig count, but more, uh, you know, considering... Uh, what is it, dividends and, and uh, exactly. buying back. Yeah. So that also is another indicator, right, that the uh, oil industry is not going to dig their prices back down here in the I United States. I think that's States. right. I, I mean, the budgets that, that came out were, you know, up from where they were in the second half of 2017, but nothing like we saw at the first of last year. And then you know, the other thing that I always look at is drilling permits. Uh, and so the previous quarter, the fourth quarter of, of 2017, gives you an idea of what drilling level is going to be in 2018. And drilling permits here in Texas, I, I, I just look at Texas because that's half of the drilling region. Exactly. I mean, there's only 400 um, in Permian Basin. So. That's right. <laughs> and so, you know, it makes it easier. Uh, but but the, the, the drilling permits were up significantly in up to October and then up again in November. But then they fell off significantly in December. So what that tells me is, yeah, we're going to have an increase in drilling in the first half of the year, but it's not going to be anything like what we saw last year. And so we're not going to drill that price back down into the low 50s or the 40s again. Well, folks, there you have it. Our resident energy expert, David Blackman, giving you some uh, friendly information on what we can expect and forecasting for 2018. David, though, that is all the time we have for this show. It was nice talking to you, and I look forward to having you back next week when we get updated on more energy and politics. Great. I look forward to it. And with that, we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. We'll be right back. Have you heard of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, the largest state association in the country? 87 years strong, serving independence, and it's right here in Texas. Offices in Houston, Austin, and Wichita Falls. Over 3,000 members of all ages like you who are in the oil and gas industry or who have family members and friends who are. Company members range from one employee to large independents. Lobbying, networking events, and saving you money. For a membership tailored just to fit your budget, contact Sandy Simon at sandis at texasalliance.org or call 281-997-7223. That's 281-997-7223. You know, great companies take great care of their employees. Ensure the well-being of your workforce with Baptist Healthy Solutions, your answer to convenient and affordable health care that comes to you. Our mobile health unit delivers on-site, state-of-the-art, comprehensive care that keeps your employees healthy from the day they're hired till the day they retire. From pre-employment screenings to routine immunizations to on-site injury care and more, trust Baptist Healthy Solutions with your workforce health care needs. 
health care that comes to you. Call 866-334-2485. Again, that's 1-866-334-2485. PISA is the Petroleum Equipment and Services Association who is the unified voice for the energy industry service, supply, and manufacturing organizations advocating and supporting continued achievements in job creation, technological innovation, and economic stability. PISA provides corporate membership opportunities in two categories, industry and allied. Over the years, a lot of amazing companies have become members of PISA, but don't take my word for it. Click on the directory on their website and see for yourself. In order to become a member of PISA, all you need to do is go to PESA.org, click on the membership tab, and fill out an application. Once again, that's PESA.org. Oilfield Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. Oilfield experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oilfield experts, 210-471-1923. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is a very special guest. First time on the show. Uh, but a very important and dynamic lady in the Corpus Christi region. Uh, Barbara Canales, welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Thank you, Kim. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's strange because we have had so much of Corpus Christi on the show lately, and I think it is attributed to the fact that there is so much going on in Corpus. Uh, You know, new leadership, and then, of course, uh, the announcement of ExxonMobil, well, that was some time back, but still there's a lot of activity going on. And then, of course, you are an extremely important person in Corpus Christi as well. So I, I want to get into a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about who Barbara Canales is from Corpus Christi, Texas. Well, thank you. I, I love where I live. Uh, I love Corpus Christi. I was born and raised here. I had incredible role models. I had an incredible childhood filled with social activism and two parents and grandparents that really set the stage for me. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but I am no match for them. And as many wonderful things as I've been able to touch, I still feel like there's more to do. I have a big engine. I love being busy. I like serving in a variety of ways. I tell everybody I read everything. I, you know, on a weekly basis, The Economist is in my hands, but so is Vogue magazine. I want to know, I want to know what people are wearing, what they're thinking, what, um, what's happening in the Corpus Christi Caller Times. But I also want to know what the New York Times says, what the Washington Post says, what, you know, the monitor down in the valley. I mean, I, for me, information is so powerful and I'm able to I think have discussions with a variety of people because I like to get to know um, a little bit about them. And I'm a talker by my nature and we laugh about that because my dad says I haven't changed since I was two years old. So <laughs> I, I'm a big believer that in giving you receive. And so I do what makes me happy. I try not to do anything for the sake of doing it. I'm not out to impress anybody. I just want to make sure that uh, people who need help get the help. You know, I loved Houston, but the great thing about living in a city of 4 million plus is that there's always somebody to take your place. 
here in the coastal bend, we're looking for good hands. And so I felt that moving back home was not only a good thing for my family, but it was a great thing for for um, our community because I was able to help when help was needed in, in a variety of spots. And uh, I love Corpus Christi. I was born and raised here, save and accept um, the time that I spent at the University of Texas at Austin, where I went to college and received my petroleum engineering degree. And then moving on from Austin to Houston, I spent 10 incredible years there, uh, some of which was getting a law degree. Um, and the other portion was really getting to feel um, a city on the move. At that time, Houston was also in transition. Downtown was nothing uh, like it is today, nor was Westheimer or uh, some of the other great um, urban revitalization areas that, that have taken place. But it was an, an incredible time for me to work there. And I was um, a young mother there and I've loved um, having that experience. But when I had the opportunity to move back home, I did in 1996. So it's nice for me because uh, I went to high school at a place called W.B. Ray, and that's where my parents went to high school. And it's where my five children graduated from high school. So I guess the, the essence is that I am a small town girl. Um, I've always loved Corpus Christi and the coastal bend because it, you're surrounded by the best fishing in the world and the best hunting in the world, all within an hour's drive. And part of what I like is being in the outdoors. And so I, I'm afforded that luxury by, by living off Corpus Christi Bay. And so this is my home and it's where I've chosen to spend um, my time involved with extracurricular activities and nonprofits that matter to me. Uh, and also a place where I found public service as a calling. So being on the Port Commission is a dream. It's a dream because it fuses my background with public service and my excitement and energy to advocate for, for things that I believe in. And, and the world of energy is something that has driven the state of Texas and our region economically for uh, generations. And I'm always excited to talk to young people about STEM. And um, I always tell everybody, you know, we were we were geeks before we were cool geeks. And um, true, it's I gone love, through a transformation. It's for gone sure. through a transition, and so I I like being a part of, of of that mix. And you're right, it is so exciting what's happened during my tenure on the Port Commission, and. We continue to see growth. We, of course, experienced the, the downturn on the commodities market, but we were resilient. And that is the takeaway, Kim, is that the port that I'm privileged to serve was able to make the right decisions when faced with difficult economic circumstances with pricing of crude oil. And now we are reaping the benefits because we are a port positioned to handle tremendous amount of um, product from the Permian Basin, from Eagleford Shell, and that product will find its way to the water and therefore be able to help 
all over the world. Exactly, all over the world. When we return from break, I do want to get into the Port of Corpus Christi and what's on the horizon. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. The vision of the Women's Energy Network is to be the premier organization that educates, attracts, retains, and develops professional women working across the value chain. Also known as WEN, our mission is to develop programs that provide networking opportunities and foster career and leadership development of women who work in the energy industry. Thousands of women are breaking ground in energy industry careers every year, and 4,000 of them are already members of the Women's Energy Network across our 14 chapters. Members receive exclusive access to mentoring, job boards, group discussions, member-only networking events, expert speaking engagements, and more. Join today by visiting womensenergynetwork.org slash Houston or call 1-855-390-0650. The Women's Energy Network, empowering women in energy. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha Source side-by-side owner study. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Port Commissioner of Corpus Christi, Barbara Canales. Barbara, before the break, we were kind of discussing, you're heading down a new path. And before we get into that, I want to kind of set the stage of of how busy and how successful you really have been your some of the honors that you've received LULAC council number one the leadership community leadership award the NAACP humanitarian award Las Estrella award from the Hispanic Women Network of Texas uh, the Girl Scouts Corpus Christi Hall of Fame award University of Texas of Austin Distinguished Young Engineer Award, Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, the President's Award, Philanthropist of the Year Award from the Nueces County Democratic Party, and then the Why Women in Career Award for Law. Have I missed anything? (laughs) (laughs) You've been busy. (laughs) I have. I have. You know, I'm always honored when I get to receive something, not for myself, but I just attended a breakfast just 30 minutes ago. And normally I'm the one that's doing the talking. And this breakfast today was about me listening to small business owners, because I want to know what they think as I embark in a new uh, area. Usually I'm asked to come and speak to, you know, to folks. And I love being able to be on the receiving end. And this is what really got me, Kim. He said that every time I come out in the paper, that he cuts it out and he shows it to his eight-year-old daughter so that he can, and this is an engineer, a fellow colleague of mine, so that he can inspire his young daughter that there are opportunities and, uh, you know, particularly for Hispanic females. And so I, I like that those awards give me a platform to share that vision with other young women. And I really, I guess I've come a long way from the times that I worked out in the field in Alice, Texas, uh, you know, and, and in the refinery as a young engineer with Champlin. And it's, I love uh, being able to say that I've had a hand in some great organizations. You know, I think though, as um, I think that it's important 
and you demonstrate it through what you do every day that just comes naturally to you. You have decided that you are going to run for office. So let's talk about what made you want to run for office? What position are you running in? Um, and so tell me a little bit about uh, where you're going right now with uh, running for, for office. Yes, I am really excited. I, on November the 11th, announced my candidacy for Noises County Judge. It is an incredible opportunity to bring together, I think, all of my background coupled with my love for this community and my desire to see it reach its full potential, uh, to grow its industries, and also to expand what we do well with regards to human services. And I'm kind of bridging my left brain and my right brain when I say that. Um, I think that I'm motivated to do this because I've heard my whole life uh, how Corpus Christi in the Coastal Bend region just hasn't really reached that mark that it should have. We've, at one time, we're larger than San Antonio. Uh, when I went away to school, we were, you know, certainly ahead of the valley in economic development at one time. And we've watched communities pass us by. And we talked earlier about kids not coming back home. And, and I think there's a reason for that. And I certainly, as a mother of five, want to make certain that our community affords our kids the chance after they get educated, after they have some work experience to say, gosh, I wanna go be a part of a dynamic community where I was born and raised. And so all of those motivating factors lead me to want to be in a position of leadership. And I think I have the energy, I think I have the experience, and I know I have the heart and soul to do this effectively, to be a good manager for Noises County. And it is an open seat. We have an iconic uh, judge serving now, Judge Lloyd Neal, uh, somebody that um, I have actually served under. He appointed me along with the commissioner's court um, to, to serve as port commissioner. So I represent Noises County out of the seven uh, commissioners. There's three of us from the county and three of us from the city of, of Corpus Christi and one from San Patricio. So it's a really um, important position it's a position that I think I can serve all the citizens. You know, we run in a party system, but my belief is centered around being a collaborative uh, worker and bringing people together. Well, you know, I think that what, what we are witnessing is a complete, like you said earlier, transformation of Corpus Christi and having the right leaders, experienced leaders, and having that, in, uh, you know, when you go to the voting booth, knowing that you are voting in somebody who, who is up to the task, especially with understanding how fast Corpus Christi is changing. It is not going to be just this amazing vacation spot and great fishing spot. It is going to be a energy hub. It already is. It's on that path. And so I think having great leadership, the voters of Corpus really need to think about um you know, who do they want in that seat? But Barbara, we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. 
So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. And we're back. You're listening to In the Old Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Barbara Canales, a commissioner of the Port of Corpus Christi. Barbara Last segment, we talked a little bit about what's happening at uh, the Port of Corpus Christi. We've had a lot of coverage on the Port of Corpus Christi lately, including our uh, Shell magazine and an old patch radio show. I want to get into it a little bit deeper. Tell me a little bit about your view of what's happening at the Port of Corpus Christi and its transformation. We really believe that this is going to be our signature moment Uh, for the Port of Corpus Christi. Supporting infrastructure projects are also the types of investments that we want to encourage. Um, There are strategic, um, you know, improvement projects that we're committed to. And, you know, they they range from navigation to to security to making sure that our customers have the best um, lay down facilities if they need that or terminal facilities. We want to make sure that we're the leaders of um, the type of infrastructure through our navigable waterway or through our incredible rail system. You know, we have three class one railroads available, plus our own Joe Fulton corridor. You know, we're really the whole package, Kim. And we just need people to recognize that we are an incredible place to do business. You know, we're a, a group of about 200 employees. We're small enough to be friendly enough and to be accommodating enough to avoid the congestion of some of the other ports that may not be, you know, available the way we are. And so I'm, um, I'm seeing nothing but increased uh, traffic on our horizon uh, in the form of uh, our tonnage volumes and all indications from all the, the smartest people on the block say that we have a tremendous amount of crude and condensate product coming our way. And so we've got to be ready. And this commission is committed to being ready. Well, you know, Barbara, one of the things that um, I've noticed is there's so much, um, we talk about a lot of changes that are occurring at the port level. You guys have the Harvard Bridge expansion specifically to allow these large uh, oil tankers uh, and deepening the port for for that purpose for those you know for them to be able to navigate in through the port of Corpus Christi you guys were the first ones to have um, a tanker leave uh, from the export ban being lifted or repealed there's a lot of things that have that the port of Corpus Christi is having first on and I think to try to help um, the community of Corpus understand that we're moving into an area, port, Corpus is, that it's going to be a very diverse between a vacation city and an energy city. And having the port, uh, you, you know, like you said, pipelines are being announced coming in from Midland. Midland is strategically not located in the best spot for getting their their oil to market. And so they're making it happen by uh, dropping pipeline into Corpus to uh, export from the port. So... It's going to transform uh, here. It, it's already starting, but it will be transforming uh, and continue to transform itself um, as the years go by. So having 
great leadership, great uh, visionaries at the commission uh, is important. And so, you know, and the announcement of a brand new CEO, Sean Strawbridge, who we had on the show uh, and actually is on the cover of Shell Magazine, was very, very important to us. Um, as, as a pro-energy publication, it's important that we believe the citizens of Texas and then, of course, the, the nation and then, lastly, the world needs to understand. Keep your eye on the Port of Corpus Christi because it's a shining star and it's getting ready to just become a huge star. It really is. You know, I don't know if you believe in this, but sometimes the stars really do align. And the one thing that I think is just critical is for people to recognize that when the stars are aligned, you've got to look up. And I mean that metaphorically, and I mean it physically. I mean, we cannot afford to let this moment pass us by. And I am, you know, at the middle midpoint of my life, in my early 50s, I'm ready. I know my colleagues are ready. I know our children are ready. And, you know, we have a great university that we can collaborate with. We have an incredible um incredible talent, human talent here. We have the types of institutions that want to work with our industry from our manufacturers to our energy companies. And it's, it's now, this is our time. And whether you're talking about transportation or manufacturing investment or um, energy terminals, pipelines, refining capability, uh, LNG or LPG, barge or the the VLCCs, the very large crude carriers that are to come. This is it. You guys have it all. We do. We do. And you know what? We're committed to have it all and also to do what you just said, to do it in a way that's balanced so that we have a beautiful community to boot. Because it's not enough, Kim, that we bring everybody here. We want these corporations to send their executives and to have them live and work and love Noises County, like all of us who were born and raised here love it. And so to do that, we need to encourage growth in all sectors. We wanna make sure we have adequate housing. We wanna make sure we have great um, you know, transportation. We wanna make sure our, our uh, farmers who are integral part of our community or agricultural community have good drainage. It's all, needs to be synergized and um we have a great cultural component here too that we can we can uh capitalize on so all of these things are what you're saying and and we're just so we just want to shout it from the rooftops now well and this is why it's important to have great leadership in place because there was one thing that we actually saw was eagle ford and how it exploded too fast and there was no infrastructure and it took time to catch up with that and uh, it caused a lot of havoc in these towns in which they were drilling in. And this is what we see happening with Corpus as far as um, what's coming down the line. And so having uh, the foresight to be able to see, okay, we need to focus on everything that's important. Housing, like you said, is going to be a really key component to making sure that Corpus is ready uh, for this transformation that's occurring now and we'll continue. Um, we do have to take a quick break. When we return, though, Barbara, I want to get into your county judge position and how all these stars align, like you said, and just go a little bit deeper into that layer. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. We will be right back. 
Have you heard of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, the largest state association in the country? 87 years strong serving independents, and it's right here in Texas. Offices in Houston, Austin, and Wichita Falls. Over 3,000 members of all ages like you who are in the oil and gas industry or who have family members and friends who are. Company members range from one employee to large independents. Lobbying, networking events, and saving you money. For a membership tailored just to fit your budget, contact Sandy Simon at sandis at texasalliance.org or call 281-997-7223. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Barbara Canales, uh, port commissioner, a port commissioner of the Port of Corpus Christi. And Barbara, before the break, we had a discussion about how all the stars seem to be lining up for this uh, little sleepy fishing hole vacation tourist spot named Corpus Christi. But you have one huge asset, which is called the Port of Corpus Christi, and it's now turning into a huge hub for energy and and businesses that support energy. Uh, So I want to talk about, tell me a little bit about how many different types of businesses within the last five years have moved somewhere in to Corpus or surrounding the surrounding counties specifically to have access to port and port property? Oh, goodness. So many, so many that they represent over $50 billion worth of investment. And that number does not even include the newly, um, um, the newly announced ExxonMobil SABIC venture, which is another, you know, $10 billion. They range from Companies like Chenier Energy, who um, are building these incredible trains to to move uh, liquefied natural gas uh, out. Um, we have companies that you more household names like Oxy and Oxychem, Kimors. You know the petrochemical industry is incredibly important uh, to us uh, here on the Gulf Coast because that's where a lot of our ba- base products and ethylenes come from to build all these incredible plastics that are used everywhere from medical devices to our water bottles. Um, we've seen tremendous investment from our big three refiners, uh, Sitco, Valero, and Flint Hills. We have Volstapine, an incredible company building, manufacturing hot briquetted iron from iron ore, uh, incredible material used to fortify our the best cars um, in, in, in the world. So Howard Energy is a wonderful example of a local, um, I call it local because I like to claim any Texan company as being a local company, Right. Uh, and Howard doing amazing work with their terminal uh, and, and pipeline projects all the way to Mexico. You know, we, there are just so many to name, and what's exciting is that the, the, the maps have to be changed every week. Because as you said, it's not just the main companies, it's those support service companies that, that get built because of it. And that's something I want to say, Kim, is that, you know, it's fun to brag about the billion dollar companies, but there's a lot of pride in our mom and pop companies, our small business communities, the backbone of any great uh, community. And, you know, they can be involved in 
just a maraud of, of services from human resources to wellness to construction to ice, you know, to um, uh, just a party event, you know, organizations, all kinds of of support services that are needed, uh, particularly in in the in the product arena, that that result when you get these type of investments. So it's exciting and it is it is a game changer and it's everywhere. Right. So when you look at all these different opportunities that are coming in from small businesses, of course, to the very large service companies moving into service, the big companies that are moving in, lots and lots of opportunity, lots and lots of economic development. Don't you, you know, looking at all this money is coming in. Now, how do we allocate the tax base and economic development to further grow the community and making sure that everything is being uh, developed at the same time to ensure that this city is really going to prosper? Yeah, that's so important. Such an important question. And, you know, that's really where you asked me earlier, how, you know, how did you uh, get inspired to run, you know, for, for public service or office of county judge? And that's really, I think, the best example is that when we have this type of investment in our county, then our tax base is, is grows. And when our tax base grows, we're able to do support services for our citizens that are vital. And they range from having, um, you know, great libraries and great parks uh, all the way to veteran services, you know, helping a veteran, you know, pay a bill or making certain that they have um, the support staff to work some of the maraud of paperwork that they need to do. It could be um, in housing, you know, providing that type of opportunity that allows for affordable housing. Uh, it's the type of reserves that you want as a county so that you can take care of roads and uh, drainage issues when they arise. You know, a county um, is just, an. It, the word judge is just a complete misnomer. A long time ago, a county judge, and in some counties they do preside over cases, but in this county, Noises County, you really are an administrator of so many different services that apply to the county citizenry. And we need to make sure that we have long range goals, that we have some short term goals so that we can take these businesses to the next level. Well, and I think you're mentioning or you're bringing up something that's really important. Yes. And there are things that there are things that uh, I think I've learned by being a port commissioner. I really was blessed to be at the right place at the right time you know, making those good decisions that are poisoning me right now for the opportunities that lie ahead. And if we can be collaborative, if we can be unafraid, if we can be bold to bring public and private partnerships together, we can leverage in the best way to to bring us the economic prosperity that we've been waiting, Kim, so long for. Well, I am excited. Um, as you know, I have a home down there as well, and so I, I have a vested interest. But also, it's just the citizens of Corpus Christi. Um, they're so down-to-earth, sweet. I love uh, going out there and uh, visiting um, and just hanging out. It's just an easygoing city. Um, and I know it's going to change to a degree, but uh, I am hopeful that with the right leadership that Corpus will embrace everything and really make it work for the city in which they're still attracting a huge amount of tourism, but they're also 
going to really step it up and turn it into a, a very dynamic city as well. And that is going to come back to the leadership. Barbara, that's all the time that we have right now uh, for this show. But we look forward to you coming back, getting giving us an update um, as things kind of evolve. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And I look forward to returning very soon. Well, thank you, Barbara, for being a guest on our show today. And congratulations, because you will be the topic of today's trivia question. Hey, be the first person to email the correct answer to this trivia question to radio at shellmag.com. Again, that's radio at shellmag.com, and you will win yourself a $100 gift certificate to Fogo de Chao, an amazing Brazilian steakhouse. Today's trivia question is, what is the role that Barbara Canales plays at the Port of Corpus Christi? Well, that is all the time that we have for this show, and be sure to like us on Facebook. That's Facebook dot com slash in the oil patch radio show and follow us on twitter at shellmag well that's going to wrap up another great show and we look forward to talking with you next week again when we bring you more exciting news and insightful interviews until then adios in the oil patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas business and in your community every week our host kim Bellotto, along with me alvin bailey will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry you'll hear from industry experts elected officials and many more right here on in the oil patch